This is Chimp Talk of the 21st century. I actually would always call it Chimp Talk of the 21st century, but I think I'm just going to go with Chimp Talk and listen to everybody that told me that it should just be Chimp Talk. And we have Kevin Visser, ladies and gentlemen. All the audience goes wild. Yeah. <clears throat> What's up? What's up? <laughs> Yo. Um, yeah, man. Um, this is the only formal part of the podcast where I like introduce the show and introduce the guests. <laughs> Um, you want to tell people how we know each other? Well, introduce the show first, man, and then yeah, for sure. I introduced the show. I said it's oh, okay. Talk, bro. <laughs> okay, that's what you mean by introduce <laughs> the show. You mean like intro? Uh, how we know each other, man? Uh, well, you know, you know the story, obviously. But we work together, right? I don't know if you want to disclose more information, but we work together. It's so. kind of tricky. I I was thinking about that. I was like, hmm, can we talk about like where we work, and. Because you don't want to like infringe on different things, you know what I mean? You want to do your own thing and not necessarily. I want to do my own thing and talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Exactly. And go wherever I want to go with the conversation. Yo, by the way, since you're a big Jordan Peterson fan, did you watch his talk at Queen's University? The one where like people were protesting? Yeah, like March 5th. They just came out. I saw the people like like Job. running on stage and shit. Yeah. And, like uh, making noise. The hippies and stuff. And yeah. then he's like, that's pure narcissism. Right, I saw that five minute clip too. I just saw that just part. Saw that, but right. I, yeah, I didn't see the whole uh, the whole speech. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing it. Yeah. Anyways. But why'd you mention that? I don't just, know. Just, just like cause, that. Just because I, I saw you and I was like, oh, by the way, did you see it? Because <laughs> okay, yeah. how we know each other and then Peterson is like, you always talk about him. Yeah. How like you're in love with him. I'm not. I just oh, like his speeches. Okay. But um, yeah. So for today, I thought that it'd be a good idea for us to play chess. Um, I actually haven't played in over. I would say the last time I played was probably elementary school. Mm-hmm. So um, it's gonna be fun to play this at the same time as we talk. Um, was it white that starts or? So you wanna you wanna play chess right away? We we play as we talk. All right. But it doesn't have to be like you fully concentrated on. That's kind of awkward because like look how close okay. I am. Okay, wait. I'll get closer. Do not worry. Technical difficulties. We got, got this. Okay, go. Okay, to, uh, <coughs> come on. Yeah. So um, I think I'm supposed to do this. Uh, the first move is always uh, yeah. The, the the soldier goes ahead. Okay, so um. I, f- I feel like we should talk about whatever company we work at. We don't have to say the company's name. But okay. I guess Oh no we could say bro It doesn't fucking matter man Yeah but what do you want to talk about? Like about No but company. like What made it so that You quit engineering Which is Such a secure job To have I find <coughs> mm-hmm. To come and Pursue your dreams here Yeah So What happened? Well I, I could talk about that Without mentioning the company per se To be honest But um, So engineering is a very vague statement Right? Engineering like literally Is to engineer something so mm-hmm. to me it's like uh solving a problem to something you know so mm-hmm. getting the solution to something or being able to make something so you engineer a solution so i think it's even like a an i don't quote me on this but it should be in the dictionary just like as a verb almost right but engineering the profession i was a structural engineer i graduated as a structural engineer from concordia and in structural engineering, you basically either do buildings or you work in industries, industrial. Mm. And I worked in industrial, so I went to it like two years almost um, in Saskatchewan in Regina. And over there, I, w- I worked in a petrochemical industry. <laughs> Am I supposed no to play? No fucking way. Am I supposed I, to play? That's why you look at me like I that? can't imagine you in fucking, uh, what was it, Saskatchewan? Yeah. 
Saskatchewan. What do you do in Saskatchewan, bro? I feel like there's nothing to do there. So, like, are you trying to, like, deviate me from the conversation? or? I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you tell me all your secrets on air. So, what, what you do in Saskatchewan? Um, well, you do what you want to do. Actually, crazy thought is that, like, when I was over there, I was living in a hotel for some time. And I was always wondering, like, because most of your life, you're with friends all the time. Right. And you do what your friends want or you do what you want and your friends want. And so, it's kind of like a consensus. When you go buttfuck nowhere where you know nobody, like, except, like, some work colleague that you spend 70 hours with and you're like, fuck him. I don't want to talk to him anymore for that period of time. You're like, what do I do? Then you realize, like, that's the first time you ever ask yourself that question. Like, what do I truly want to do? Because you have, like, a whole city. But it, it, was it... It was it was because you were spending so much time not doing what you wanted to do. Are you just copying me? Is that, no, is that your strategy? At bro? all, actually. Just all right. making sure you have to move your uh right, keep going. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, so you spent seventy hours of doing shit you didn't want to do, so it made you realize what you actually wanted to do. Was no, that, that's not no? the case. Okay, or you just spend it with someone that was really fucking annoying? No, was, that's not no. the case. It okay. was cool. It's just like after you spend seventy hours with someone, it's like you want to do your own thing, you know? You yeah. want to be away from the person. Okay, I see. And then when you got that extra time, you wonder like what should I do? You don't just want to watch T V anyways, I don't. Like, I don't just want to watch Netflix, like, for the rest of my days. I wanted to go out and do something. I had no friends to call up and be like, yo, what's up? Like, what are you doing? Mm. So I had to, like, I'm like, all right, let me go make friends. And then I'm like, where do I want to go to make friends? And I tried the bar scene. And it's just like, oh, like, I guess here too. But over there, I don't know. You don't necessarily meet good. You could. It's a blanket statement. But I didn't. When I tried to, I didn't meet good friends necessarily at the club or the bar because they, they were very click oriented. So like I went in, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's cool." They're like, "How do I like? How do you know this click? Uh, how do you know this? Do you know John?" And I was like, "Nah, man. Like I'm not from here." And then they're just like shut down. They're like, "What the fuck? Like who is this guy?" And they didn't like like you know how some people are open and yeah. they let people in. Well, yeah. I felt like it was more of a closed community, and they don't let people in. So I had to like infiltrate and stuff. Yeah. What I ended up doing was actually taking salsa classes, and I got into that community, and that was hella fun. In Saskatchewan. Yeah, I took salsa and bachata classes, and I had a lot of good times. And then, like, I'm half Mexican as well. So, you know, I felt like it was a duty to my blood race. <laughs> <laughs> to know how to dance. To know how to dance. And then it was, it was a lot of fun because there was a Latino community. And then I met a lot of friends. Then, like, yo, I had a, had a fucking good time. Okay, that's fucking cool. But, and then you were, you were doing engineering over there. And then you came down here. Yeah. Well, like, uh, so the contract finished. Mm. We were there. I was there for a contract. It was supposed to last a year. Ended up lasting like a year and eight months or something like that. And then after that, I came back here with the same company that's based out of Montreal, and I continued working for them. Then eventually, I quit my job and I joined the current company, X. No, we could say or it, Acme, Acme. Corp. You could say it. It's, it's Goldcast. You joined Goldcast, but but t tell me, <laughs> tell me how that happened. Like, how the fuck did you go from engineering? To out of nowhere. So podcast. like this is why I wanted to talk about structural engineering, petrochemical. Okay. Is that like in petrochemical, man? Um, and it depends who, but it's like basically what you're doing is like you're not like I I am against the fact that we're using so much oil and so much gas and so much like we're mining so much of the earth because it's not good. And like I can mention one person I work for is Suncor. So I don't know if you ever seen before the flood. You're gonna get sued, bro. So I know. I'm going to get shot. Not even sued. I'm going to get <laughs> shot up, dude. But you know Suncor? Have you ever seen uh, Before the Flood? No. What's... Well, yeah? Actually, congrats. Uh, working for Suncor, a lot of people would have would wish to have your place. Congrats. Yeah, I, so let me finish my story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, congrats is good because like they make... They pay you good money, but they pay you good money and do the same thing over and over again. Then you realize a lot of good money is being spent like doing nothing, you know? People sit at their desk and they just get paid to do nothing. Like legit. <laughs> 
like some anyways i don't want to i don't want to somehow get sued but <laughs> but what i was gonna say is like if you've seen before the flow with leonardo dicaprio my homie anyways let me call him not joking <laughs> but uh he, he goes in the airplane uh helicopter sorry and he goes over to suncor oil sands which is one of the places i work for that's and his little short documentary is that, it's is that like, like an hour and a half yeah oh yeah it's good yeah. Yeah, yeah, I Anyways, you see that, man, and he's with the VP, and it's like, those are the people that I work with. And when I saw that, I was fucking traumatized because I was able to see what I what I contributed to. Like, my energy contributed to this, and it's fucking terrible. Like, it's disgusting how it is and what we're doing to, like, the, the earth, the environment, yeah. the wildlife, everything. Like, the, just the oil we're doing. And, like, there's many cases, right? It's not just um, Suncorn, the company I was working for. It's petrochemical in general. Right now they're even privatizing water and stuff. So it's corporations or whatever. But I felt like my energy being like 25, 26, even like I started at like 22, that like the prime of my life, I ain't got no time for a wife. No, <laughs> J. Cole line right there. But I was just saying the prime of my life, the, the amount of energy that I had, I didn't want to make all my energy go towards literally fucking the earth, you know, like not, right. not doing good shit. So it started dawning on my consciousness and I started doing more like self-dev, like a lot more self-development. And I started doing coaching because I was like, I got to outweigh this negativity. And I started wanting to give back and serve community. So I was doing a lot of coaching and stuff and uh, going to Tony Robbins and things like that. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So I'll stop you there. So yeah. you're living the a millenn millennials nightmare by destroying the planet Earth. And, but, uh, but making bread. But making so it's that like, paper. It's the consciousness. So damn, weirdness. so you had you had like this this glorious life going on where you could go to parties, But like bottles, you drink and you do, you, you you do know? drugs and shit because <laughs> you ain't happy. No, I swear, like you ain't happy. So you drink a little bit more and you don't give a fuck and, and then, then like it happens and happens. Next thing you know, you go to a Tony Robbins event. Yeah, exactly. Which is like the guru of self-development. Yeah, if you're exactly. in that world, a lot of people hate on, on, on self-help and self-development but tell me about your experience and like how was like what happened exactly at the tony robbins event or yeah like, at the tony robbins and how you uh met the guys and everything all right so like i went to like a tony robbins event before and anyways so like his event is fucking insane but i became a fan and then i started going to his events again and i started volunteering for them then i found out he was coming to montreal for uh, like uh, for four hours and i was like i'm a volunteer Cause like I'm still working engineering and I just took a day off. I'm like, I'm a volunteer. So I volunteer and then I'm there and I'm hustling. I'm just like helping people, you know, um, getting stuff ready. And I was doing like the sales booth over there. And then at one point I'm walking down the hall and I'm supposed to go help this guy who's like the, the president of like the organized of power of success. It's called, um, that hosted the event. Okay. W were you being coached? Cause I know you do coaching as well, but yeah. were you being coached by, by one of the Tony Robbins guys at the, at the time? That you're at the Tony Robbins event, and is that no, 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 okay. it wasn't not not okay. yet. Okay, not anyways, yet. keep going. So you're 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 walking. So down I'm the walking hallway. down the hallway, about okay. to go help this guy out, and he he like it was it was I remember it was like a privilege that I was going where I was going with this guy. Mm. He's like, oh, I need someone to help me out. He's like, ah, I like you. Follow me. I'm gonna like you're gonna do this. So I'm walking. And I'm like in a hurry because I gotta help him out. Then I see this guy walking down the hallway across paths, and he's got like a shirt on, and it's written Goal Cast. And just by instinct, I was like, oh, shit, man. And I was like, I love that page. And then the guy named Salim, um, he's like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And then he's like, I'm, I'm the co-founder. 
And then I was like, oh, fuck, really? I was like, no shit. He's like, yeah. Then, like, we started talking, but the other guy was like, yo, come, like, we got to dip. Like, we got to go do this before it starts. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, anyways, let's, uh, let's chat after. And I was like, yeah, man, for sure. I'd be super down. I'm like, I'm at the sales booth, so come see me. Like, after, come see me. And so that's how, that's the first point of contact. Then after that, they came to see me. And being the ambitious hustlers that they are, the founders, um, they come up to me and they're like, we got to meet Tony Robbins. And I'm just like, oh shit, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I ain't got his cell phone number. It's like, that's hard to do, you know? I want to meet Tony Robbins too. Right. So then, uh, yeah, I was like, yo, I'll get you as close as I can. So I just started talking to like the president of the thing and like all these things. People were like saying no. And I tried to get him to the volunteer area and like a bunch of things. Then eventually they got, they went into like, uh, I think they went into like a VIP area and they were about to meet him. They were super close to meet him. And then like, they got like pulled out at the last second and they couldn't no meet him. Yeah. Something like that. That's crazy because yeah. I know I know it's really hard to meet uh, the speaker at those events, especially Tony yeah. Robbins. Yeah, exactly. And then next thing you know, but there was a meet and greet actually. So the people that paid like uh, big money, more, big money, <laughs> they uh, they had a meet and greet. So they tried to get there without paying the big money because that was already sold out. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. Okay. So that's that, how I met him. That, that's how you met the guys. And that's then how next I met the guys. Thing, you know, like. And then we connected after, like after, like because I tried to help him get there, get there, get there, and like it almost happened. Um, and then after we connected, just like as in like Facebook, we exchanged numbers and stuff. Then after I was like, oh, I had a, I had a coach at the time, not a Tony Robbins coach, but I had a coach at the time who was teaching me about marketing, sales, online game. You know what I mean? Like he managed pages with millions of likes and stuff like that. Then I, I saw Goldcast and like, I know they had millions of likes. I was like, you should probably connect with this guy. And then, yeah, so that's, that's where it started off. And then, uh, yeah, so then they connected. They started working a little bit together. I started helping out the guy to help out Goldcast. You know, so I was working under that guy, my coach at the time, to help out Goldcast. And then, like, over time, that's what happened. Like, for five, six, five, six months that we were just, like, casual, like, helping out, like, giving value, you know, as they say, giving value. And then, uh, yeah, so I guess things were going worse and worse at my job kind of and then we were talking still like on messenger and stuff and i was like yo let like let's go out to eat and then like oh dude, we don't have time then they're like yo let's go out to eat i'm like i don't have time so we're like we kept missing each other then at one point we went out to eat and then they're like yo like uh let's try this out you know what i mean like we want you to come work for us and then yeah so like it kind of started off like that mm. and then so at one point i had to make the decision because they're like yo you can't do this like part-time like we want you to jump ship you know what i mean they weren't like, okay, you can't do engineering and then do this part-time. We want someone who's, like, in-house and who's doing this legit. And then, uh, so that's when I had to make the decision. I was like, all right, so either I quit engineering or I join Goldcast. You know what I mean? And which one do I want to do? And then you have to do, like, so, some self-reflection in that moment and stuff like that. And obviously, I chose uh, to quit engineering and join Goldcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a cool story, bro. So you managed to finally jump on board into something that you felt was purposeful and yeah so to go back to my energy thing my, the way i think about it is like now my energy is going towards positive things right. like way positive things motivating people meaningful stuff that i like you know i, I swear to god i sleep better at night that's sick um yeah, that's fucking cool. What about you, man? I want like I, I remember your story a bit, and I think people <laughs> should know because your your story is fucking awesome too. How did you join Goldcast? Um, me it was it was it was kind of funny how it all happened. Actually, there's like luck and like determination and like just going with your gut feeling all like together. 
So I like finished school pretty much, and my last semester I wasn't working, so I was just living off my savings. What'd you finish in? Like you finished uh, school? Uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> you don't even remember? <laughs> no, no. Shit, I, man. I do remember. I just like blanked out for a second um, in uh, politics and philosophy. Right. But um, yeah, that shows how much that didn't mean anything to me. That <laughs> when I said it, I'm like, oh, I completely forgot. <laughs> Four years. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Four years of uh, what was it again? No, it's I didn't go. Because <laughs> you know why? I didn't sleep last night, so it's taking me like an extra second to like process everything. I'm like oh, super slow right now. But I've had two coffees and it started to kick in. Um, so yeah, my last semester, fuck, I'm not. Uh, I'm like not working, I'm taking like five classes, which was a huge mistake. Um, and 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 now a year from 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 that time, I realized that what was uh, giving me anxiety and stress a lot was uh, school. It's crazy how like I'm done school and like at the same time like my, my anxiety and stress like completely. Because you actually had to do something with your life now, right? Well, now I feel like what I'm doing is is something I want to do, so it never feels. No, but I mean, when you finish school, like wake up, you know, yeah. you actually got to do something. Yeah, well, yeah, you go from like being on top of the world, like yes, I finished school, to like oh fuck, I like yeah. I'm unemployed and like fucked right at this point you know exactly, what i mean yeah. so that's what happened to me and then i'm living off my savings for the last semester then the summer comes and the summer comes and all my friends are like oh yo join us come and work at this restaurant or or mm-hmm. whatever uh, my friends were like managers at, at restaurants at the time and and they wanted me to go to work there and i worked in, in in the restaurant industry my my whole life well not my whole life but while i was at school at least you know mm-hmm. and it's a great job to have while you're in school yeah just sure. like quick money in a short amount of time you know so um, I just refused to work for any company that I didn't believe in for a long period of time while I'm li- living off my savings. So every day I would like wake up, hit the gym, go to chapters, apply online. And like I would do that for like like weeks. Hmm. And then uh, I-, I read the description of Goldcast on online. Did you know who they were before no, you read it? I didn't oh. know who they were. And I read the, the, the description. I was just like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, and then I, I almost skipped. I remember like I was going to like just move on because I'm like, yo, this doesn't make sense. And then I le- decided to look them up and I'm like, okay, this is actually fucking cool. Like, I like the, 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 the content, vibe, yeah. the content that they're creating. I'm like, yo, let me apply. I actually had this like gut feeling like this is, this is, this company is really fucking cool. I applied. Next thing you know, like I just harassed them on via email. Cause they didn't um, answer. Like, yeah, the they weren't time. answering. All right. And then later on, he told me that he he read my he got my first email, read it, and then uh, purposely didn't answer just to see if I would uh, email him again. To he just wanted to see if I if really wanted grind. it. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I emailed him a bunch of times, and then next thing you know, I managed to land an interview. But I didn't know this. But going into the for inter- what job? Okay, like, what'd you apply for? There, were, there was two positions open. There yeah. was video editor, and there was a social media manager. Um, but I didn't know this, but going into the interview, there was no positions left. Both the social media <laughs> was taken and the video video editor was taken. Like they had just accepted. And did you have any like experience in video editing or social yeah, media? Yeah, I did. I, I was doing like YouTube videos that nobody wanted to watch. And okay, then, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I had. So I had like 10 videos, like 10 really sh- like shitty videos. So like, it's not like you were a fucking video editor, like no, pro. I wasn't at all. Dude, I was doing, I was doing videos just like as a hobby, like just, to, just for yeah, laughs. Yeah. I was doing it for myself, actually. I was yeah. legit doing it as a hobby for myself. But you weren't a video editor. At all. Like, and uh, I never even entertained the idea of getting paid for making videos. Like yeah, yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't in my mind yeah. at all. You know, I just, I, just, I don't know. And anyways, um, so I go to the interview and the, I don't, I, no, you didn't have an interview. You, they, they kind of like recruited you, but the interview is long as fuck, bro. It's like 30. Well, I did have an interview, but it's a little bit different yeah. for sure. But yeah, keep going. 
but me it was like a legit quote unquote interview process. Yeah, it was. A, I went through the the interview process, and then it was like thirty five minutes, forty minutes of interviewing, and uh, they ask you questions like, "What fucking superpower would you have?" You know, and I remember seeing like the silliest answer. Um, <laughs> now that I think about it now, uh, <laughs> I should have been like. Uh, like young brows Like a superhero That could grab his eyebrows Because my eyebrows are thick And just shoot it at somebody <laughs> And then it hits them And then I catch it back And then it goes back into my But that's not using shit for good Yeah it's true But, <laughs> but like, what'd you answer? No I was just like Oh man And by the way That's a stupid answer too <laughs> So I'm, I'm really excited to see What you actually answered That's not stupid No no I was like if that's I, genius No it was a really horrible answer And I don't want to share it Because no, I'm like No you got to shame. It's no. too late bro It's I'm too, too shame, bro To be honest You have to man Come on I was like Vulnerability Courage. I was like, yo, I would uh, like. I was on the spot, and I didn't know what to say. I was just like, yo, I would like, 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 be able to like shoot love and like make like people catch feelings. Or I don't know. Oh be, shit! Be, some Valentine, a little cupid. I, I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I honestly just said that because I didn't know what to say. It <laughs> wasn't like I'm, I never like desired to be a fucking cupid, you know. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's what I said. But all my other answers were better than that one, and <laughs> that's for sure. And then next thing you know, um. Uh, I get an internship Oh no So that, that's not what happened So They made me do a test So they're like Okay what do you want to do I'm like I'll, I'll, I really want to do the videos actually Now that I think about it So they're like Alright We'll send you a test So they send me like a 20 minute video And they're like Make make it a 1 minute and a half video And like Add some flavor to it You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying So it was a Simon Sinek speech Simon Simon yeah He's not from Quebec bro <laughs> Simon um, so yeah uh, Simon uh, Sinek <laughs> And then next thing you know I do the video oh, and, and you had 90 minutes To complete the video And I remember that day Like it was like yesterday Cause yeah. I, like th There's like a, There's like a Not there's really a, a beach there's, there's like the, a the, countdown huh? Yeah there's a countdown But like I went to I went to next to the water With like a friend We were just chilling uh, During the day Like at like 10 the, the, the test was gonna start At like 1 Okay. So I remember being next to the water and being like, "Oh fuck, I have to kill it!" And I was really like premeditating to yeah, kill yeah. the video. You know, I I knew I only had ninety minutes to some law of attraction shit. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. The secret, like right yeah, here. I was just like, "Yo, make this fucking happen." <laughs> so, anyways, I get the video. I have ninety minutes. I put I add some flavor to it. I was gonna add this like Hans Zimmer song. I was gonna add an Inception song to it. Sweet. But then I'm like, "No, nah, fuck it." And then I I found this other song and I slapped it on. And then it was like very synchronized with the speech and like it just looked good. I had like subtitles and Then it flopped <laughs> But whatever the fuck it was But I submitted it And like The the creative director Well You know Patrick Like yeah, he yeah. just had to select a video So he Like the creative director Didn't meet the candidates Okay He was just picking videos Okay And like he picked my video Like out of the candidates You know Nice And like Yeah So that was a blessing So they were like Okay this guy, this guy has potential And boom Like And then I get a call the, the phone call that, that changed my life Legit <laughs> And they're like yo we, You're in And I'm like oh fuck Okay I was like super excited um, And yeah And next thing you know Like I'm just like doing videos Which I never thought I'd be doing ever So super fun I'm a super good So that's that how we I'm, met Yeah so that's what, how we met We actually met And the first time we legit met Was at the meeting. Growth meeting Yeah the growth meeting Yeah So yeah if People don't know what the growth meeting is So every week um, Pretty much what we do is one person out of the team presents on whatever the fuck they want to present on. Well, it's like, just to go back a little bit, it's really fucking cool, I find, because, like, I was actually trying to do this in my old company, old corporations, like, and they don't give a fuck about this. I was literally giving uh, talks, like, growth talks, before I even knew the, the term growth meeting, because I wanted to teach people things. 
And you know, like a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. There's like a book on it. I forget what the book is called, but it's just like fixed mindset is like they don't want to, they think they know everything, everything's set in stone. And a growth mindset is that you're always there to learn and that's how you grow and like that's exponential growth. And a growth meeting is for that. Like one hour, someone gives a talk and teaches you something they either know or they're passionate about so that the other people in the room learn about it. So yeah, we, we met there, which is, which yeah. is uh, who was presenting? Do you remember? I don't know, but I remember we like disagreed upon something. For real? Yeah. That, that was like the first thing that happened between me and you and it was just like uh, it was something about creativity and I'm like I, I feel like there like there, there are people that are creative and other people that aren't oh okay yeah maybe yeah. and then you were like oh no and then I don't know what happened because I'm like I, I probably said like I believe creativity could be uh, bred also like I agree with the statement that some people are more creative than others but I think that you could create creativity at a certain point like if you uh, nurture it like we're humans, man. We're creative I get it. beings. I see how you could become more creative. Like, like we're creative beings. When you see a kid, he's creative as fuck. Like he can't not be creative. Yeah. Well, I believe that there's degrees to creativity. Like yeah. There's people that are more creative than others. Um, I believe maybe maybe you can cultivate creativity by just like, I mean, the more you read and the more you consume art, you just have more points of references when it comes to like imagination. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like that would make you more creative. See, and maybe one thing that I like you hit on was like some uh, some people say like people aren't creative and they can't be creative and i don't like that attitude where people tell you you're not this and you can't do this you're logical you do this uh, a psychologist would say I, I don't know what a psychologist would say actually but um <laughs> <laughs> but i think a psychologist would say well, <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> no I, I i think like there's personality types and there's one that's more uh, like logical yeah i agree with that yeah and like there's just people that just don't give a fuck about creativity you know some people are okay with having certainty like like having the same thing yeah for sure, every for, sure. Day for a long period of time you know the same job the same like the same time they wake up all the time they do the same thing on a friday night you know they have this ritual but they can they still be doing that and that being forever. painting but they could be doing that and being painting yeah, but there are and being creative yeah, at the same time. There are some people that would switch things up, but yeah. there are some people that do the same fucking ritual every day forever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there, there's degrees to creativity. Yeah. Some people could be at one and some people could so be at So we disagreed, ten. and that's how our immediate friendship started. Because yeah. I, like, I hate that. Yeah, we disagreed. Guy. Yeah, exactly. But it like turned you on for some reason. Like, oh my god, <laughs> this guy doesn't agree with me. It's like so. Oh hot. shit, it's getting hot in here. Yeah. So Yo, you know what's funny? Like, I keep wanting to like throw this out, this tea bag, and it's just getting stronger and stronger because I have nowhere to throw it out. So <laughs> there's, like, there's a garbage here. Yeah, but like, it, I can't do it. Just pass it to Amin, and he's gonna he's gonna throw it out. I think it flew off. Man. I, I actually like to keep my tea bag in my teacup. No, just do this, man. Hmm? It's gonna be chill. It's gonna be chill. Okay. Just a couple drops. <laughs> Thank I, you, Amin. The I, producer. I don't know if the, the producer is the right name because the producer is the one that finances everything and like does everything. Like he's more like a. Well, not necessarily if you're talking about like uh, podcast. Audio. Well, well, if you're talking about like music and stuff like that, you could be a producer and you're not necessarily a, uh, like you'd be a music producer, and you're not a movie producer. Yeah, I get that. You know but what I mean? What would be his job title? I don't know. You know him a lot more. Than well, me. he's the, po- the the podcast uh, audio man's behind the the camera. Well, I think producer makes sense, man. He's he's like yeah. Th- that's what I would call him too. I would call him a or producer. he's like mastering. He's not mastering anything though. No, at the end. 
No, mixing. He doesn't no, mix. Produce. He's mix master. Mix what, master does, what, what does Russ say? <laughs> Produce, mix, master, engineer. Yeah, by Russ. <laughs> by Russ. <laughs> okay, bro. I think it's uh, your move. Nah, I moved already. Okay. Now it's my turn. Yo, can we talk about something I want to talk about? Yeah, go. Because I had a... Like, by the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this. The dopest podcast is going to be when you got, like, barber talks, man. When when someone's getting their haircut and you got a podcast going. I got a haircut today, actually. That's what made, got me the idea. I was like, oh, shit, man. That'd be a fucking cool podcast. Yeah, I, I agree that the best conversations come at the, at the barbershop. They really do. I don't know what it is, but there's something about sitting down and somebody cutting your hair that like you just open up you're just like yo this is how i really feel well i, th- I think I, I put a lot of pressure or not pressure i put a lot of emphasis in uh the barber themselves they talk to so many people man they just got like this this thing you know mm. they just got this thing and plus if you like your barber they probably talk to like 10 people a day that they don't fucking like no offense and then after you actually get a friend like if you're fr- chill with your barber then it just like poof, it but pops. every guy that sits on that seat believes that they're the ones having the best conversation with their barber so what makes you think that you hella popping like that? I guess it's up to opinion, but sometimes you could tell, right? The barber tells you, it was like, fuck, man, that client before was a piece of shit. And then you're like, oh, damn, <laughs> I hope he doesn't say that about me. But what I wanted to say was that my barber was educating me on a discussion that Elon Musk had with um, uh, Hibis, Bisbis. Has to be. <laughs> I forget the guy's name, but anyways, okay. the the founder of Deep Mind. Probably uh, hibiscus. No, <laughs> no, but the founder of Deep Mind or the CEO of Deep Mind, which is an AI company. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he just told me in like Montreal. No, not okay, at all. Because there's a lot of AI going on in Montreal. Yeah, there is. But what's crazy is like everyone knows that like AI is a threat to humanity, right? Right. And Elon Musk is tripping about it, right? Right. And he's even like uh, he's making moves to like. He's like talking to the government and stuff like that to say like, hey, we have to control this and all these things because it, it grows so quickly. Like when machines could learn themselves, it grows so quickly. So he, he told me a scenario and I don't know if it was Elon Musk. I don't think so. But he was telling me a scenario that he heard from somewhere, which is pretty fucking crazy. And because it's like, how is it a threat to humanity? Mm-hmm. Or like, how is it going to be? Is it going to be like iRobot style? Is it going to be like Terminator, like cloud style? Right. Or like, how is it going to go down? And one scenario that he told me, which was really fucking insane, is that you're going to tell these uh, AI machines to, you're going to teach them how to learn. And you're going to teach them how to trade, right? Trade money for you. So in other words, like you're going to have computers that are running things for you, right? And you were like the masters of it. So we're going to be at, like... This is how we intend to create it. We're going to be controlling them, right? We're going to control these robots, AI. So let's say they're trading currency for you. And their goal, their program to say, hey, make more money for me. Because like you're trading stock, make more money for me and all of these things. So let's say, for example, that they buy money in Ukraine. Okay, so they invest in Ukraine. And what's also crazy is that let's say at the same time with this technology is that you're making them control missiles because technology controls missiles, right? Because that's how missiles are controlled and stuff. So AI will be controlling this too. So in other words, you have this huge game of chess, like this map of the world where AI is controlling things. And what could happen in one scenario, which is pretty fucked up, is that so they buy currency. And then after, because, you know, like if... Um, a war happens or if a bombing happens or if and yeah basically if war happens currencies fluctuate right so if uh, i hope i don't fuck this up so if 
um, the AI is controlling all of these things. And then let's say you buy a cor- uh, currency in a foreign country like Ukraine. Then after that, the AI, since they're all programmed together, they're interlinked, says, OK, well, now fire off bombs and start a war with this other country. So then they start bombing each other Then the currency goes down. Then they buy more. Right. And then finally, after that, whatever happens and then the currency drops. So you won money since you predicted basically that the currency was going to go down, let's say, or the other currency was going to go up. Like, let's say Russia was fighting with Ukraine and stuff like that. And then that's just one scenario. So that could continue happening. So in other words, since you program it to grow and make you money, it could literally start firing off bombs and stuff like that to make you money. And then like basically from that just one scenario that could continue happening and it could be the end of the world because they're going to control missiles. Okay. okay. And I, control I, I, know, I know what you're trying to say. You're just trying to say that AI won't have the rationale or the emo- emotional intelligence to understand what means is a good means to get to a certain end. So you could tell the, the, the AI, stop every single spam email I get. Okay, this is an example mm-hmm. that Sam Harris has used, but and then oh, yeah? the, the, the AI decides to kill humans in order to stop the spam mail. Really? So the means yeah, yeah. to get to an end yeah, yeah. is not clear for the AI yeah, because yeah, exactly, it doesn't yeah. have that. It's kind of like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of the same thing because it doesn't have that, uh, that rationale. rationale. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, AIs are dangerous for sure. You know what I mean? But that, that's a whole nother fucking uh, podcast topic that like you would have to like we would have to read upon a lot. No, for sure. But I just want to, I just want to say that. Yeah. So you were talking about intense. that with your barber. Yeah, he was and like. Then he gave you the idea like that we should have a um, barber talks. Barber like talks barber. podcast. Yeah. I'm sure there probably is. There's all kinds of podcasts right now. There's like millions of podcasts. Well, there's, you know, I, I I think there should be. There's actually half a million. Apparently, really on uh, iTunes. That's what I think. Um, there's more. There's actually more. There's those that you can see on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all these uh, platforms. But there's also those that don't go on these platforms, such as. <laughs> what do you mean, such as? Like, like there YouTube, are podcasts bro. are okay on YouTube, but there are some others that stay on their own website and mm. they don't go anywhere. And you have some that stay only on Facebook. And Facebook try to count how many podcasts there are on Facebook. They don't all call themselves podcasts. So you yeah. have that. Have the same There's talk shows So what defines a podcast? It's just online radio Where did the name come from? Podcast uh, I don't know I guess like somebody Wanted to Podcast their Ideas online On I don't a pod? Know. Yeah I don't know I don't know where it comes from Do you know? I mean uh, Rough idea uh, I'm not gonna pretend That I know The exact history of podcasts Okay But if I had to guess It's probably You wanna have, have A snippet of sound Or a certain amount of sound Have it in a in a box oh, okay. if you want and that's it you distribute that oh, okay but podcasts used to be really big uh, in the early 2000s mm. as i heard and pretty much was uh, it really ba- all the way back yeah, then yeah it was, it was, like, it was uh, huge. <coughs> there were businesses surrounding a podcast now because uh, of this youtube and and all these other platforms that makes it easier to um, distribute the, po- the, the podcast uh, medium if yeah, you want. yeah. And now there's a kind of a booming growth of the podcast uh, world or whatever trend. The trend grew like uh, back in the early 2000s. It was like a niche thing. So people that were really hyped about it would do it. But now because of it's so easier and also uh, it's easier to produce for the YouTube algorithm. A lot of people do it. Hmm. For me, it's like quite obvious that like I got influenced by Joe Rogan. I feel like he yeah, was just sure. a supernova 
of podcasters, especially for the MMA community. Yeah, everyone who like punched someone is like, I'm gonna start a podcast. But no, but legit, like he he was a supernova of inspiration for podcasts. He went, he blew up, and like just everybody started to orbiting around him because he's just like so good at it. But he's such a great conversationalist. So affiliate link drop. Um, There's this book called Dot Com Secrets by Russell Brunson. And no, I don't got no affiliate link, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) But at one point, he talks about like different attractive characters and what attractive characters are. It's not what you're thinking, but it's like how you portray your voice, you know, I mean, to the community. So like via online and stuff like that. And one of them is called The Reporter. And that's what I find really cool. Podcasts, that's what they do. They do the reporters. So like they're the journalists, in other words. They interview a bunch of people to give value to a community on something because they have access to so it's not because they're the expert. So like Joe Rogan's a perfect example. Like he's a he's a genius. He's a smart motherfucker. But he also always says he's not the expert, especially like he's interviewing Dr. Rhonda Patrick. You know, he's interviewing like beasts or experts in their own field. Yeah. And he's reporting it. Like he's giving it to the community, giving this knowledge to the community, and I, which is a great thing. And that's what, like what podcasters should be focusing on. You know, getting people in, and not being the expert themselves, but mining the data the mining the minds of experts exactly uh yeah well put um yeah i'm glad for this wave of alternative media to be honest how are you trying to get more people on this one like, like what, what, in terms of traffic or guests in terms of guests i guess guests? it goes together a little bit um yeah well <laughs> yeah both um i just want to interview the or talk to the people i want to want to talk to mm-hmm. so before i was just like okay let me just try to get like a big name or somebody that has a big position but i just go wherever my mind goes so if i'm interested in talking to this person at this time like that's where i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. like if i'm really into nutrition let's say like for a month then i'm obviously gonna try to find like nutritionists you know what i mean to ask them a bunch of questions so like i'm just curious like for for your growth and like for other people's growth and stuff it's like joe rogan he had a name right so like yeah i guess he had an inner circle where he could invite like some some cool people on yeah he was known uh as a comedian and he had uh, fear factor yeah. going on for him so yeah for him it was obviously easier to to have access to like these people well, like i'm sure you had a cra- sure. crazy like come up and stuff not necessarily yeah exactly easy. Like, no, like, but i'm just hustled. saying like he had he had something yeah and even like let's say because a lot of people i find and i just want your opinion on this a lot of people i find they're like whether they they quote unquote made it or they have a certain amount of fame or whatever it is, and then they do they start doing podcasting. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people is like uh, like started like that. Like and Tim Ferriss, example. That's, also, that's probably the best way to do, to do it. Like you build up, like you create your career mm-hmm. out of something, and then you decide that okay, fuck it, I'm just gonna fucking like start a podcast because you have some sort of credibility. Yeah, whereas yeah. like I don't because I'm just like a dude that like wants to talk to people yeah. and like get to know people. But um, I'm driven by the idea that like. Uh, I just enjoy talking to people and, and listening to different people's perspective. And I'm like, why not record it and put it out there? Because yeah. like, there's certain like issues that we could be facing that other people could be face- facing. Mm-hmm. And then they, other people could realize that their problems are very similar to people at their age or like, yeah, yeah, no, you no. had similar struggles. Maybe somebody could resonate with that. And I feel like that's important because that's what uh, made me feel good when I was listening to podcasts. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's normal to feel depressed oh fuck it's normal that a lot of people do have uh, anxiety now it's like trending like everybody wants to say like oh i have anxiety yeah, but yeah. um it was just good to have some sort of media that you can listen to that you can relate with and mm-hmm. that's a, that's what i think podcasts did for a lot of people mm-hmm. it's relatable 
type of me- media whereas before every, everyone felt alienated because like you had these anchors that that talk in, in such a weird way and that's so robotic and it's just like so unrelatable and there was there was this huge huge uh, distrust with media mm. so the wave of podcasts came in at a perfect time as like power to the people exactly as as more people went online the podcast just grew and it became alternative media and now i don't even listen to mainstream media anymore you know yeah, yeah. like radio you mean or like like whatever like tv yeah exactly tv like i don't listen to Yo, TV i think much. netflix just destroyed tv yeah netflix and youtube destroyed yeah tv yeah there's I, other that's ones what out I do. there too that's what but. i do i listen to youtube and but like when I moved out, man, like I did not like. Why the fuck would I get cable to watch advertisements? Yeah, no, seriously. You know, like Netflix um, all the way, and with a Chromecast, you could like only you time cast things, man. Yeah, only time I do listen to TV is for sports. Yeah, that's the only thing that yeah. they got to get on top of. Like Netflix has to has like their own sports broadcast. Netflix sports. Yeah, why not? That would just be mean. I find. Well, because they're just gonna dominate. Yeah. And then it's just gonna be Netflix is just gonna be TV. Well, look at Jeff Bezos, man. He's dominating. Yeah, he, it's not he's not mean. Yo, know, he destroyed the game. He he started off with books only, bro. That's what's crazy. Yeah, but like he started off with internet, right? He didn't start off with books. He started off with internet, selling books on the internet. He said that he came across a statistic that said that internet growth was yeah, growing exactly, at yeah. an like exponential rate of like hashtag goldcast video <laughs> <laughs> at an expo- exponential rate of like two thousand percent or something like that. And he's like, okay, well, exactly. what could I sell on this? Yeah, exactly. What could I distribute? Because yeah. that's what they do. They, and one thing I find crazy, I think a lot of people know this, but if they don't, they can learn, is that like distribution networks is what makes the most amount of money. Like Amazon is a distribution network. Even McDonald's, like if you saw the movie Founder, what they are, they're not a restaurant, they're a distribution network. You know what I mean? No, but elaborate. So like what it is, it's like, it's how fast could you give things to consumers? And then the faster you could give things to consumers, the more that they will buy from you and the more that you will grow. So Amazon is the same thing. They're like, I want to give books to people and I want to make it better. You know, I want to make it quick and easier and cheaper for the people. Give them books. And McDonald's, like, that, that's what happened basically at McDonald's as well. It's like instead of just going here to get a hamburger, they're like, they're going to create chains. And that's where supply chains came into play also. But we got some technical issues right now. Uh, hey, big money for this guy to be here. Continue the story. I can't talk. Oh. No, but yo, leave it. I think it's good. It's fine. If you need, do this quickly. But I, but I could talk. Just like supply chains, basically. That's that's. I don't like strong fingers. Keep talking, bro. Well, it's kind of it's a little bit distracting. I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> <laughs> I could like keep talking and be like, uh, okay, no, bro, uh, it's, it's all good. I got it. Yeah, I'll just go like this. Yeah, we need better stands, man. Fuck. But like, so Amazon, they have a crazy distribution network, right? Now, yeah. Amazon Prime. Right. Right. So like, why would I go anywhere when I could just buy it on Amazon? It's going to be my doorstep in two days. Mm-hmm. McDonald's. And it's cheaper than the market price. And it's cheaper so, than the market price. But it kills retail stores. Yeah. Amen. Like, of course that's happening. But even McDonald's is the same thing. So I'm driving down. I'm like, yo, I want to get this fine cuisine, this Italian dinner. And I'm starving. Then I see like six McDonald's on my way there. Yeah. I end up going to McDonald's. You know what I mean? That's what distribution... costs you fucking 10 bucks. But that's what distribution does. Yeah. That's what having a network of distribution does. And that's what the, the biggest players in the game is that. Even Bill Gates, he said, I want to have... I want to make this laptop for every single person in the world. And that's why he was a richest man. Because he was thinking about how can I distribute this to everyone? Every mm-hmm. school, every person in the world. Mm-hmm. So if you think distribution, that's when you start thinking scale. That's when you get that big...
paper. Big money. Just the internet does that naturally, right? Like even when we're speaking about podcasts and stuff like that, right. it does that naturally. It's it's crazy amounts of distribution. The internet. Um, yeah. So you mentioned so, before uh, checkmate, right? No, it's not checkmate. Um, it's your move on this, mm. and um, also um, you talked about coaching, okay? And a lot of people are gonna say, "Hey, Kev." I didn't. I don't think I thought about coaching, but I, no, you did. You said I was coaching, and, and when you when you were saying oh, the yeah. forecast story, yeah, but um, a lot of people are gonna say, "Hey, Kev, go fuck yourself. You're too young to be a coach." Oh, what do you say? Shots fired. What do I say about those people? Okay, no, but make a move and then give me an answer. Make a move or do boot or do both rather. Do boot. Do boot. Um. Do boo boo. Dude, I, I was so tired today. Like on my way here, I was like falling asleep, and then I had two coffees, and now I'm wired. I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> so happy for but, coffee. But do not listen to your friends. Uh, last night, um, okay, a little bit off topic here, but uh, last night I went out with my friends, and I was uh, I decided to go out sober because I feel like shit when I drink. So um, I have this friend that was busting which is my okay. Balls. Yeah, which is fine, right? Um, but yeah, your friends when you change things and like you want to better yourself, your friends are like, "What the fuck, man? Like, what are well, you doing?" Well, then change friends, bro. No, I'm kidding. No, they, they, no, they, they just—I don't know what it is, man. Like, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I didn't want to drink, and then I drove my friend there. So and I felt bad because I'm like, "Yo, I wanted to leave at one point because uh, I wanted to wake up and do do me." And like it was his Friday night too, and I, was, I felt bad for like wanting to rush him out because I wanted to leave at like two a.m. And like, anyways, I succumbed to the pressure of all my friends being like, "No, stay, Sam, don't go." Yeah, my all my friends talk like that. By the way, it's kind of weird, and they're they're guys, so <laughs> not kidding. But um, yeah, so I stayed, and then I had a, I got home at like five a.m. and uh, I was like, "Shit!" And then I woke up because I wanted to hit the gym before, so I woke up, but I hadn't sleep. I woke up at like ten. And I was just like too tired, so <laughs> ugh, I was so pissed. I was like, "Fuck, this is this is what happens when you like," because I've been really good at doing me, but like last <laughs> night I slipped up right before the podcast, and the podcast is a big deal deal for me because I'm really trying to get the ball rolling for mm-hmm. the podcast, and then I slipped up on the night before uh, what something important, which is the podcast, yeah. happened. Right, so and that and it was a reminder to always do you and follow what your mind and your heart tells you to do you know what i mean so if you want to go home to rest up so that the next day you have a really good day do it yeah. so yeah true that man true that did you but make like, a move I w- yeah i did okay and I, I would also say like you do you no matter what like even if it, you got home at five you still did you yeah i still you know I, mean? I still showed up choice. Yeah. you still did you yeah. you're always doing you yeah you know like it's a little spiritual you're always in the present moment but you always do have a choice yeah so it's like living in regret is not a good thing either. Yeah, like so it's not a huge regret, but I'm just like, fuck, I would have liked to like had a more. Yeah, no, you learn from it for yeah, sure. Exactly. You're like, I right, so like I did this. Just I'm gonna learn from it next time. I don't want to do this. Okay, yeah. Tell me the the whole coaching thing. I, so like, Dan, say your question again. Okay, yeah. So the the question was, what do you say to people that say, "Hey, Kev, listen, you're not made for the big leagues." <laughs> you know and uh you're too young you're too young okay you haven't experienced life enough mm-hmm. you haven't been through life you don't know what it's like to to, to take care of kids and and, mm-hmm. and and start a family and, and who the fuck are you to oh, coach shit. people huh shit. who the fuck do you think you are oh shit 
So what do you say? You, you, you talking to me? Yeah. You telling me that I should? Are eat, you talking to me? You telling me that I should eat celeries? <laughs> no. Eat. Um. Well, first of all, I would never say that I know how to like raise kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't do things like that. That's for sure. And another thing to to recognize that I always think about because a lot of the times, man, you're too young and then you're too old. You know, there's no like this is the perfect age. It's like you're too young. You're too young. You're too you old as fuck. You should have done that when you were younger. <laughs> so like, first of all, I hate that shit. And another thing is like. I don't know when to go back, but legit go back like th- three generations ago. At 18, you're popping out like six kids taking care of farms, and you was grown. At 26, you was about to die. <laughs> like, you're living till 35. You're like, right now I'm like 70 three generations ago. Like luckily I eat well, and like we got technology and like genes or something like that. Like we look pretty good <laughs> now, but back in the day you was about to die. So, And I could die any day, right? So like, I do believe that I could die any day because it's the truth. So I keep that frame of mind in myself, but I won't, like, attack them. But another thing is, like, a misconception of, like, what coaching is. Right. So right. what's the difference between that and t- being a therapist, for instance? Well, so, like, they're, like, they're two general statements. But, like, I'll, let me go back into the coaching and the difference. I'll tell you the difference after, but, like, more to answer your question about okay. coaching. Because, okay. like, there's coaching as in, like, let's say I'm an NBA coach. Right. So if I coach you how to do basketball, it's because like I know I know exactly what to do. Let's say maybe like even the best coaches in the game aren't necessarily NBA players, but they're coaches themselves. Right. They know how to coach people and to do it like that. So that's coaches, which is like what we think about as coaching. When we think coaches, we think coaching. So like who have you coached before? Who have you done all of these things before? But more in the coaching I studied and like actual quote unquote life coaching or what I do is solution focused coaching, which I call it results coaching is that you listen to the person, right? So when you listen to the person, like there's an analogy of like a telephone pole. So where someone goes to a telephone pole once a week and speaks to the telephone pole for an hour and does that for a month. Then after the month says that the telephone pole was the best therapist or coach that they ever had. And you're like, what the fuck? It's a telephone pole. Why? It's because they're able to talk for an hour about themselves and focus and like actually think about their own thoughts out loud to a telephone pole. So if you have more skills than a telephone pole, which obviously I do because I'm a human and I've also like studied this, I could benefit from, like I could help people. So in other words, coaching is not telling people what to do, but it's more listening to the person and asking them why do they want to do that. Why do you want to do that? Exactly. Are you asking me? (laughs) (laughs) And then when you ask them why, I can tell you why I want to do it. But when you ask them why you want to do that and stuff like that, well, they start getting more insight, right? Because like what you're able to do since we're human, uh, what you're able to do is that you're able to future pace. You're able to go into the future and say like, okay, well, what if you did that for five years? Like coaching, that's what you do also is that you play mind games. So you're saying, oh, I want to do this. Okay, well, you did that. What would that give you? Oh, well, that'd give me a shitload of confidence, right? I need I need 100 grand because then I'm going to be confident. I'm like, obviously, this is very simplified. Do you try to, to make them imagine themselves in the ideal state? Yeah, well, not... Like, I, what would a, the ideal Kevin Visser look like? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they, they, they start imagining it, and then hopefully they could walk into that and yeah. become that? Yeah, for sure. And that's what, that's what I call a state of being. You know, when you're being yourself. You be in the state of flow, state of flow, like state of who you are. 
So you try, you don't tell them like what's the ideal you, because a lot of the times, well, you can start with that, but a lot of times people are going to start with superficial things, right? Ideal me does this, does that, makes this much, has this, has all of these things. But whatever we have, they give us emotions, right? So a lot of the times it's the emotions that we live in that is our state. So that's what you go towards. So you would ask them what what feeling that would I don't ask them anything. I ask them, what do you want to talk about, basically? Right. You know, or what do you, what's the outcome that you want by the end of this session? Our 30 minutes together. So you're a go-getter. You had an insane week. And then you have a 30-minute coaching call and say, what's up, man? You talk about, like, how your week went and stuff like that. What are some challenges that you experienced? Oh, this challenge. What did you learn from that challenge? Oh, I learned X, X, X. Okay, so how could I best serve you during our 30 minutes together? How you could best serve me is that, man, like, I'm fucking, like, I'm pissed off at my boss because he did X, 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 all of these things. And I just want to, like, I want to get rid of this feeling of pissed, you know, or I want to grow my business. Then you're like, all right, so how could you grow your business? You know, what do you need to do to grow your business? You know, like, it's just it's just yeah, yeah. trains of thoughts and stuff like that. And it's not what other people think it is, let's say. It's not like, yo, what's up, Sam? Why didn't you do this? Okay, go do 25 push-ups. Go eat some fucking celery. Go do this. Go do this. Go do this. I'm not telling people do this, do this, do this. People are saying, I should do this. I should do that. And then you hold them accountable to the thing. And even better is you make themselves hold themselves accountable. So once you're coached for a long time, and by the way, like the best people in the world have coaches, right? Yeah. Like if you want to be a top performer, you should have a coach. Like that's just you being you in, in at a hundred. Whatever field. Whatever in whatever field. field. Yeah. That's just you being you at a hundred. Yeah. Because that's the growth mindset. You always have something to learn. So you should always have a mentor. You should always have someone that's higher up than you teaching you and like, you know, telling you things and stuff. That's what I believe. And like you um, rebounding off the ideas off of them. Yeah, and it's funny how like um, there's less like role models in 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 person life. There's they're more like in the digital realm. Yeah, like everybody has a speaker that they always go back to online. Yeah, true. Well, at least at least for me, you know what I mean. And I feel like a lot of people do that. I I know that you do that. Yeah, I know that some of the guys at work do that. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because it's like I think it's community, bro. It's because like think about it. Back in the day, we had tribes and stuff like that. Where if you had tribes and stuff, you could see a guy or a man or a woman or whatever it was, and you could like say, "That's my mentor," you know. And they mm-hmm. actually had this system of like, "Yo, you have to like you have to do this, like go run, go hunt, go kill this." You know, you had you had like uh, a value system passages. Though. You had rites of passages. Yeah, exactly. Values and rites of passage. Whereas now everyone's busy doing shit, so no one's mentoring anyone really. So that's why you go online to find someone that that's a virtual mentor. Mm-hmm. But that's anyways, that's my thought. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like everybody wants to subscribe to whoever they, they feel that they could um, relate to or like somebody yeah. that um, resonates with them. Yeah. And uh, also the voice of people. Like like what I realized is like you could listen to someone and not like their voice. Mm. And you can listen to somebody else and, and you can like their voice. And like, so everybody just subscribes to whoever they just, they like online. And there's like all these different channels. So yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah. So, okay. It's my move for chess. Dying. Is it? I moved this last. Um, is it your move? I feel like it's yours. Because I, m- I remember I moved this right after you moved. Yeah, it's, it's yours. It's your move. And then, Man, it's been a long ass time. And I'm not focused whatsoever. You can get closer if you want. No, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, go. What's it? Yo. Chess takes time. Okay. Um, yeah, what else can I fucking ask you? Because we don't talk so. about...
Whoa, bro, Sorry. chill. So the difference between God's me, coming out. <laughs> so pretty much, you're uh, you. People would say so instead of perceiving you as a coach, like in sports and whatnot, I should more perceive you like a, a therapeutic uh, psychiatrist or. No, oh my God! Hell no! Hell no! A therapeutic psychiatrist is like doctor, doctor, PhD, years of study. I give you drugs, and I know what's going on in your brain chemistry and stuff like that. Whereas, like, when I when people come to me or like. When I coach people, I assume that nothing's wrong with them biochemically in their head. So if they're, and what I mean by that is like if they're in depression or if they're, if they actually have a biochemical difference, then I shouldn't be coaching them. I sh- like, um, like they should go see psychiatrists or psychologists or things like that. People who've actually um, done degrees on things on on like the brain and stuff like that, and maybe could even because a psychiatrist could a psychiatrist could prescribe drugs right to fix biochemistry in the brain, whereas in a lot of people they don't have biochemical problems they're just they just have impotent goals like they don't think about goals they don't think about what they want in life you know what i mean they're just chilling and watching netflix but then there's a few amount of people that want things and that they want to know how to get that shit and they want accountability and they want to talk to someone about those things and about going to get those things because if you tell someone every week did, if i ask you every week did you work on your podcast did you work on your podcast? Did you work on your podcast? Did you work on your podcast? After three months, you're going to realize that you did a lot more work on your podcast because you had someone there asking you that. So that's like that's that's part of the value for sure. And it has nothing to do with psychiatrists and like, you know, what I mean, psychologists or anything like that or even therapy. But it's more about like, where do you want to go? What do you have to do to get that? And what's the solution? Let's go fucking get it. There's no excuses, you know? So, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Okay, homie, G wants to talk again. You want to oh, say something? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, pretty much what you want to do and how can I help you uh, get there pretty much. Well, yeah, it's coming from a state of service. Like the reason why I do this, um, I said a little bit before is because of uh, like engineering. Let's say I wasn't doing good things to the world. I believe my energy wasn't doing good things in the world. And then I saw Tony Robbins and I saw like he was doing a shitload of good to the world. And I was like, how could I do good? And then I was like, hey, if I, if I borrow my ear, just that is being of service listening to people is being of service already there i was like if i could fine-tune my skills of not only listening but of asking the right questions towards people and then listening deeper then listening to their tone and listening to the bigger concept of like where the actual challenge is then i'll be even more of service and i wanted to be of service to give value to this world and that's why i'm doing it personally and plus, like, I love psychology. I don't want to be a psychologist, but I love psychology. So I love learning about the brain. And I love learning these techniques to help people uh, towards this. Like, you know, like understanding the brain and helping people. And like, you know, like just quickly, there's three different parts of the brain, the reptilian brain, the emotional brain, and the neocortex. And like, the, depending on the questions you ask and the state that you're in, you're using a different part of the brain. And you could be more resourceful if you're using the right part of the brain. And like an example is that if I start like lighting you on fire, you're not saying like, what am I gonna eat tomorrow? That you're not thinking that, you're using a different part of the brain. You're not like, what's the vision of the, my future house? That's the neocortex, that's the future projection. Where you're on fire, you're using your reptilian brain, you're like, oh shit, I'm on fire, run to water. 
you know so like you could use those types of different types of questions to help people through different things boom headshot thank you uh kevin mister but um okay so we have to finish this chess game um i was gonna wrap i, I just up. did a i just did a move no i, I know i did i did another one so it's your turn you're gonna wrap what up podcast yeah sh- sh- um so yeah, I guess Yo, you're trying to kill yourself. Is that what it is? Well, check, bro. Guess what? Check, bro. Mike, check one, two. Check, bro. Z, check himself. Yo, I think it's even checkmate, bro. No, I'm joking. No, it's not checkmate. Okay, so what you're gonna want to do here is um. Can I drop another J Cole line? Yeah, you could go for it. Cause I saw this little thing, camera. Check it out. There's a J Cole line that I love. It says uh. Whether a scholar or a fiend, watch a pawn become a king. Wow. That was deep. J. Cole wisdom. That was beautiful, actually. Can you push it back over here since you just, like, uh, shoved it on your lap? Okay, you're going to check me again. I can't believe I had a I see your move, bro. I see your move. I see you. I see you, too, bro. I see you. I see you. I see you. Okay, how long have you been uh, talking for? Like an hour? Is the camera still on? The camera's still on, and it's about an hour or something. Okay, so we go, um, we're gonna wrap it up though. Um, but before we wrap it up, there's two things I want to know. FlemingNinders.com. Yeah, we're gonna do the whole uh, <laughs> promo at the end. Like you're gonna tell people how they promo. could, yeah, follow you and, and watch your right, shit. Well, fuck the game, dude. It doesn't matter. We can okay, finish well, it after. Okay, well, no, we'll finish we'll it after. We have to finish it on camera. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, what are you grateful for today? Today specifically. Well, yeah, today or in, in this moment in your, in your life, I don't know. Well, I'm da- like today specifically, like this was fun. Like okay. I'm grateful to practice uh, speaking, I guess, a little bit more and being on podcasts. This okay. is something I want to do more uh, more of. So thank you for having me. That's for sure. Thanks for coming. And more generally, like I'm grateful, like especially since I guess uh, I told my whole story a little bit right here. I'm grateful for working at Goldcast and putting energy towards things that are of value. And like I challenge people to do that. So like if you in a, a job that you don't like and that you don't, if in you aren't doing good and you know you're not doing good, there's jobs out there that you could be doing good and your energy could be going towards good shit. So like hustle and work your way towards it because it's there. Like it's there. It's an email away. It's a couple emails away. It's five emails away. It's a phone call away. It's there. So like, don't be a victim. Go get it. You know. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that because I it is in my life. It's in our life. You know. So I have that yeah. gratitude that I'm serving a higher purpose yeah well said man like me too i'm grateful that i get to wake up and, and be myself and i don't have to play pretend you know yeah and exactly I'm massively grateful for that and i also feel like people should really go all in on on their dreams or whatever the fuck it is they want to do like you just said but what i realize is that people are almost scared to you know what like if you're at a job and you hate like save up money while you're there and tell yourself hey i'm gonna quit and for three months, I don't know, six months or a year, I'm gonna focus on starting the business I always wanted to start. And like, uh, or, or I'm gonna focus on trying to get that dream job that I've always wanted. You know what I mean? And I would even put it one step down because like, I feel like p- too many people focused on that. Like, I wanna start my own business. I wanna be an influencer. I wanna do all of these things. Whereas in like, just work towards something that you like. So work for a company that you're, you're aligned with. You know what I mean? Like do things that are, that are 
at least closer towards it. Work for an influencer. Become a social media manager for an influencer, for a talk show, for something. Like, whatever your niche is, just go, or that niche of passion, go in the niche of your passion, and you'll see the insane amount of difference that it is. You don't have to have your own $10 million business right away. That's not the switch that you do. You know, you don't have to go from accountant to multimillionaire in, in that one-year period. You could go from accountant to um, podcast fucking helper, like the guy who gives water at a podcast. You know, maybe you're going to take a 30-grand pay cut, but maybe it's worth it. You know what I mean? But what I was trying to emphasize on is that people are not willing to create a little bit of sacrifice or a little bit of discomfort for their their end vision yeah like you like yeah you have a job and it's paying the bills right now but like what if like you just start stacking up half your paycheck every paycheck you know like, Yo, you know what i'm gonna quit this fucking job that i hate and i'm gonna go all in on my my dream or whatever the fuck it is i want to do yeah or like i'm not gonna go out for a certain amount of weekends yeah. like i feel like people are so unwilling to do that and yeah. then they end up doing something that they don't even want to do so so not now that I know what it feels like to be able to do me, I want everybody to feel that way. You know yeah, what I mean? amen. Because it benefits everyone when you're aligned with your your beliefs and you end up doing what it is you want to do. Because everybody gets to see the real you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that inspires everyone. Yeah, for sure. So and it feels good. Yeah, exactly. So that's that. Um, so yeah. So if people, so listen, I guess I win, right? No, you didn't win. So, so, the, so people listening, I win because I killed the you peon didn't win. <laughs> or pawn. You didn't win anything. Um, yeah, before we wrap this thing up, tell people um, how they could follow you or listen to your, your coaching advice online. So uh, my name is Kevin Visser, so you can add me on Facebook. But uh, also Flame Igniters is my brand. So to ignite that flame in you. So go flameigniters.com or on Facebook or on Instagram. And that's basically, uh, yeah, YouTube as well. And that's basically how you can find me. But I always go under the name Kevin Visser. Haven't changed it yet. V-I-S-S-E-R Yeah right. V-I-S-S-E-R Ladies and gentlemen Thank you so much for listening This was Chim Talk of the 21st century I'm your host Sam Afshapur And we out